Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. There is so much going on in the great state of Minnesota, not just the Twin Cities. I'm talking about all over the state. And we are so excited to talk about Chanhassen Dinner Theaters tonight. Why? Because Will Dusick is joining us tonight. He is playing the role of Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys at uh, Chanhassen Theater. They are working on it right now. And, of course, Will is beyond excited and grateful to be making this Chanhassen Dinner Theater's debut. Uh, he is a recent graduate of Illinois Wesleyan University with a BFA in music theater. And when not on stage, he can be found frolicking in nature <laughs> at the gym or hiding in a thrift store. He also finds a lot of joy in the theater through the stage uh, combat, you know, and the choreography world. He would like to thank all of the teachers, his friends, his colleagues, and his family for their ongoing support and love. And, of course, Will hopes that you will enjoy Jersey Boys as well. So Will is a fresh new face in the Twin Cities Theater scene and is destined for greatness. Seriously, this is what they are saying at chances. He is destined for greatness. And he joins us now right here on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Will. Hi, Geraldine. Hey, now, dude, you're playing Frankie Valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you done it before? No, I've never done this show before. Um, I had listened to the soundtrack, and my grandfather, uh, my dad's dad, was a huge fan of the Four Seasons growing up and would only listen to 60s on the radio, and if he didn't, he was playing the Four Seasons. Um oh. So I grew up listening to that music as well. So many people say the Four Seasons Quartet is simply phenomenal. Now, you guys are going to have to do this at Chanhassen. How is it going? When you hear the music, are you saying to yourself, oh, my gosh, this is even better than I expected? It's it's phenomenal. Um, the three other guys that I'm working with, Shad, David, and Sam, that are playing the other three seasons are just um, joys to work with. They were extremely prepared. They always bring a really fun energy into the rehearsal room. And today, the entire cast just had the privilege of seeing along the entire score with the pit orchestra, and they are wonderful. We have some of the best of the best musicians in the Twin Cities out there, and they were phenomenal to work with. So I think it's going to sound really killer, and that audiences are going to love it. Yeah. So do you guys, like, bring friends or something to some of the rehearsals so they can hear it? Because I know that the rehearsals are really critical. you got to be tight. you got to know what you're doing. And uh, some people do it very quickly. They jump right in. And others, some people are, are hesitant. And when you decided, okay, I'm going to do this, was there any fear? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I grew up, I mean, in the St. Paul area. And while I had never seen 
a Chan Haston show actually until I saw The Prom, the show that they just closed uh, two nights ago. And it was absolutely gorgeous message, a wonderful show. I had grown up in the Twin Cities hearing about Chan Haston and just their reputation for being creating some amazing theater and I was nervous. I mean, coming into that, there's there's a lot of people in this cast in particular that had worked there before or had been working actors in the Twin Cities. So there was a lot of people that knew each other already. And I was kind of not only the new guy coming in, but also was in the title role of Frankie Valley. So, yeah, there was definitely some nervousness. I just wanted to show up and I didn't want to ever be the person that was slowing the process down. And I wanted to also while doing my job to the best of my ability, also bring a good energy in um, and make some friends. I was I was very excited. Yeah, it sounds like you're just having a great time. I am curious to know, though, if uh, Jersey Boys, sometimes people say this, you know, that's hard because it's like the 12th longest, you know, running production in Broadway history. Uh, and when you hear numbers like that, some people get really nervous about it, but you seem really relaxed. And I'm curious about... What this means to you, uh, Jersey Boys is a vibrant, highly beloved hit presented in a popular story format that dramatizes the formation, success, and eventual breakup of the prolific 1960s rock and roll group, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. You know, every time I hear this, I go, you know, bands are still breaking up today. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just look at Korean pop. It's they're constantly breaking up. This is the, the way things happen. Have you been a band yourself that wasn't on the theater stage? Have you, have you ever, are you a singer first and foremost? Um, I'm a singer first and foremost or a musician. And that was partially because I grew up having two parents as musicians. My lovely mother is still a music teacher through K through uh, eighth grade. And she's, she's wonderful, but no, I have never had the privilege to have been in a rock band. Although that sounds very, very cool. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is exciting. You get a chance to play this, um, the, the number one role in this piece. And I can only imagine how nervous you were when you first read the script or you first started researching. But now here you are relaxed and ready to go. Are you saying to, to us tonight that, hey, it's going to be so fantastic. You better show up because we're going to get down. Is it that sort of thing? You better come see this show. Oh, I'm coming, darling. I'm coming just oh, to yeah. meet you. <laughs> I'm excited, Ben. (laughs) Congratulations to you, Will. I mean, really, this is a big deal. And to know that it's at Chan Hansen Dinner Theaters and that you're going to be running this show, what, for six months, maybe? Um, I think it's around nine. We're running from, I believe, February all the way as, as of now, or from June all the way into February as of now. That's amazing. So when is the opening day? Opening day is actually this week. Our first preview is Friday night. June 16th. Friday night, June 16th. You, you just, uh, you're getting it done, dude. I, I can't wait yeah. to see what else you're going to do in the future. But Jersey Boys is on the docket. Congratulations to you. Uh, people want tickets. All they have to do is go to ChanHassanDT.com. Again, that's ChanHassanDT.com for di- uh, dinner theater. And just know that we all got to come out and see this man play this role. I just need y'all to know we need to get together. Uh, and had take, have big tables just to, to support him because this is his first time doing this at the Chan Hessen. Do I have that right, Will? Yes, Jerry, yeah. you do. Well done, sir. Take care of yourself. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Here's the thing, you guys. It's not easy when it's your first time doing a show. 
not easy at all. That's why I'm not an actress. <laughs> I've tried to to do plays and I've done, you know, several of them. I was in Gospel at Colonus and that was my favorite. Um, and I have to admit, though, I don't see myself as an actress. You know, I am a performer, a singer, and that is what my gift is. That's the God idea for my life. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, you got to take a listen to this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And who is it by? Ben Noble. That's right. He's a local musician. And uh, the name of that song is When the Mountains Fall. And he is joining us now to talk about a big event coming up for him. Ben, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. That is smooth, man. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> sexy. It's smooth. Tell me how you created that. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much just created it. I mean, honestly, all on the computer, unfortunately. Um, I wish it was cooler than that. But, yeah, I just made a bunch of stuff on my computer, and then I just sang whatever buttery smooth thing I could think. So in this whole face of uh, buttery, is it that you wanted this to be sexy? You wanted it that kind of vibe, or did you go too far? Did you ever stop and think and keep listen to it, listening to it over and over again, and then you say, oh, man, maybe I did too much of that? <laughs> I mean, I would say, I don't know, maybe not necessarily that for the whole record, but yeah. um, there, there is something about sort of like a pure, innocent voice kind of hovering over some, I don't know, more crazy, like underlying layers of instruments. You know, it's, it, can, it can really create a lot of drama, I suppose. Is there more, more music like that on the CD or on the album? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is I mean, fairly fairly experimental. Um, it can there's some heavier stuff, and then there's some uh, even more ambient, um, even like more ballad type stuff on there as well. I'm just saying that's going to make people's liver quiver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so um, when the mount when the mountains fall is the song you just heard, just a little bit of it, but also the lonely ones and Mr. Christian Whiteman. Who is he, and why did he get a song title? Oh, he is 
too many people that I know. And so I had to. <laughs> That's why it all comes together. No spaces in between. Yep. Oh, yep. man. It's not, it's not one particular person, but just an amalgamation of so many very interesting and cringy white men that I know. <laughs> Okay, so Ben, you're unique. You are a unique. There's no doubt about it. Um, and then I can just imagine you sitting down and coming up with these ideas. How does that work for you when you write songs? Is it a certain time of day? Is there a certain place that you need to be in order for that inspiration to spark? Well, I mean, I'll say I'm a father of two young kids. And so I have just learned to make stuff whenever I can. Um you know, I, I wish that I had a super consistent rhythm, um, but I have found overall and over time, just any time that I have the chance to sit down and write, I just got to go for it. And I feel like just that creates a sense of desperation um, that makes it, I don't know, I, it makes it just feel super urgent. Like I have to write, I have to write, I have to write. Um, and then, yeah, as you show up consistently to that, you know, maybe there are sessions where you don't really get anything um and then other sessions you get a lot you know but i've been making multiple just a, yeah a bunch of records over the past few years um, how many records trust the, <clears throat> so i mean for this for this project uh this is my third for this project uh, but i'm also a producer um i have a couple other side projects and i work with other artists as well and so i too many to count, honestly. <laughs> Look, if we meet uh, uh, an artist and they don't, you know, have a whole bunch of stuff that's happening you know, where you're trying to get it all done, then I'd have to stop and go, are you sure? Are you sure you're an artist? Because uh, really, that's how yeah. it goes, right? That's how it goes. Yep. Okay, so you yep. got this big event coming up. Tell us more. Um, okay, so I actually had the, I had a show, release show at Ice House on June 2nd, so it already passed, mm-hmm. um, but it was, yeah, it was a really good night, it was a chance to celebrate the record, and um, yeah, I, I printed vinyl for the first time, so I was selling vinyl records, and man, it was really cool to just have that in my hands and, you know, see that go out to a bunch of people. Isn't this your second time being with me? On uh, radio? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when I saw yeah, your name was... pop up again, I was like, uh-oh, what is he doing now? <laughs> <laughs> but Ice House yep. is kind of your space, right? Your place yeah, a, where you it's, love it's, to it's be. A great, it's a great place. You yeah. know, it's a great great environment. They recently, like, redid a lot of the bar and everything. Um, so just a really cool layout over there. Yeah. I should say that you uh, produced um, this piece, this album, um, but it was also with a man named Chris Bartles. Do I have that correct? Yep. And it was mastered by Darren Vermas. Tell me a little bit about yep. Darren. Darren is a guy that I've never actually met. He, I don't even know where he lives. You just but... handed it to him and he did it, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. He's he's actually worked with Chris a lot. And um, yeah, I've, I've worked with him. I've sent some of my recording clients to him over the past. And he's just a great guy. Yeah, the only one I know out of this list is JT Bates, and he's the drummer. Um, and yep. it says seven comma ten. So those are the two songs he plays on, right? Number seven and number ten. Well, yep. I am I'm curious to know more about this particular album. What when you present this piece at um, the Ice House, are you going to have an opening act? Yes. Um, so it was Cara Loudon. Uh, she's also a local artist. Um, she has put out handful of records over the past few years, a pretty good friend. 
Okay, so the Ice House show had already passed. So what's coming up on the yep. 26th? Do I have that correct? 26th. Um, June 26th? Uh, no, actually oh. nothing is done. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're killing me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to live, darling. I'm trying to live. <laughs> yep. Well, congratulations to you. I know that you'll be planning something soon, and I really would like to know about it. So please let yeah. us know, because I'd love to come and hear you. Yeah, thank okay. you. deal, dude. If people want more information about you and your music, where do they go? Yep, yeah, so you can find me on all the social media accounts, uh, just at Ben Noble Music, B-E-N-N-O-B-L-E Music. Um, and you can also, on my website, it's bennoblemusic.com. Um, yeah. I keep stuff fairly updated. So, yeah, those will be the sites. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. You take care. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, coming up is our last guest. It'll be, um, um, in fact, we'll just talk about that when it happens instead of me trying to pronounce the name right now. <laughs> it is now 927. And, of course, we'll be back with more weather and, of course, more guests. Stay tuned. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is now 9.33 here at WCCO, and I am so excited about this interview tonight. Have you ever heard of the conductor Andre Raphael? Well, let me tell you, he is quite remarkable. I have been looking at his picture, reading as much as I could earlier today about him, and he will be working with the Minnesota Orchestra uh, coming up for a Juneteenth event that even my sister is a part of, so I'm so excited about it. He is acclaimed for his creative programming and versatility. Conductor Andre Raphael is renowned for his compelling musical performances, a dynamic podium presence. He has also developed a reputation as a skilled communicator. Raphael has led critically acclaimed festivals, world premieres, and commissioned works by Richard Danielpour and Jennifer Higdon and Kenneth Fuchs, and we could go on and on. Even Hannibal Lacumba, who I've had a chance to work with, but my sister has worked with him a lot. He is a remarkable man, and he joins us now to talk about what is coming up for Juneteenth. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to WCCO Radio and welcome to the Twin Cities. Um, it's so excited now that exciting that we have the right to really celebrate Juneteenth and that the whole nation can do it without worrying. And coming up with an idea of what the program would look like, was this a challenge for you or was, was this, this something that was already offered to you? Uh, it wasn't a challenge because I think that music can be such a powerful uh, entry point for us to celebrate historical uh, events, particularly with Juneteenth. This is the case, you know, with this Juneteenth celebration of freedom. So then it really became a matter of looking at works, um, music that perhaps um, really addressed freedom, like uh, the old spiritual, old freedom, 
which would will be a part of a medley that Javita will sing, sing, but it's also a part of the three spirituals, which the orchestra will play as well. And then we also have Copeland's Lincoln Portrait on the program, and this is important because it uses portions of you know Lincoln's speeches, and and one of the most poignant portions that it uses uh, is the um, line when Lincoln says as I would not be a slave, so I would not be a master. Mm. Um, And then to think about the second half of the program, uh, we also have works by James P. Johnson, who was uh, really um, the father of stride piano and a very important composer in the 1920s and 30s, sort of gives us an entree, if you will, into the final piece on the program, which is William Grant Stills, Uh, Afro-American symphony, a very important symphony because Still was the first Black composer to have his work played by uh, a major American orchestra. I am so grateful. Oh, go right ahead, sir. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of history that's um, part of this presentation of Celebration of Freedom, and it also in some ways mirrors some of the strides that have been made um, in classical music as well. As you make these strides, I can just imagine what that must feel like for you as you keep moving up and forward. Um, And as you go from city to city, state to state, country to country with your gifts, um, the challenges sometimes when it comes to a Juneteenth program is that not every city, not every state, and not every country is welcoming that, right? Even right here in our own country, that can be a difficult thing. But now that it's legal, (laughs) it seems as though we can do whatever we want to do when it comes to the music of Juneteenth. So this was not a big challenge for you, uh, really coming up with the songs that you felt really made a difference and would resonate with those who knew about uh, Juneteenth and those who don't. No, it really wasn't. And, And I think that you touch upon something that's very important. This, of course, uh, is a big moment for uh, the Minnesota Orchestra as the first ever presentation of a Juneteenth program. Mm. And we, of course, know the the history of uh, the recent history of uh, uh, Minneapolis within the last three years and George Floyd. And uh, but we also sense from a national perspective the kind of changes that have been made there. And so I, I think this program is not only a celebration, but in a way it's reflective of that change, that hopefully that gradual change and the progress that we are making uh, as a country. I was so excited to see those who are involved in this, um, Malcolm Jamal Werner, as well as our own <laughs> Supreme Court Justice, Minnesota Supreme Court Justice, um, that is joining us, Alan Page. I am so excited who will be on the stage. Am I missing anyone? Uh, and of course, uh, Javita Steele. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Forgive me for that one. <laughs> well, this is, Gerilyn, this is really wonderful for me because Javita and I have worked together on a couple of occasions, notably on Hannibal's um, African portraits, uh, both with uh, the St. Louis Symphony and the Philadelphia Orchestra. But it's been many years since we worked together. And so 
um, it'll be wonderful for me. And, and hopefully uh, at some point I'll have a chance to work with the rest of the Steele family. Oh, I hope so, sir. <laughs> I tell you, I, and the smile on your face, um, I, there was a picture where you were smiling, and I was so excited about that. There was some comfort in your face. And, um, you know, you, you look at people, you can glean kind of who they are just from their face. And so I just want you to know I stared at your picture for a while, and I kept thinking to myself, who is he? Where is he from? Are you from another country? Are you from here in the United States? I, I am an American conductor born here in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, that's my original hometown. But, um, you know, all of my education was here. But um, as is the case, as you know, musically, uh, I've worked all over the world. And, um, you know, one of the greatest things I always say about music is the being able to share it with others. So you mentioned some of the other artists on this program, um, Justice Alan C. Page, um, very familiar uh, to folks in Minnesota. Um, and it, this is going to be very powerful because he will be narrating uh, Copeland's Lincoln portrait. Mm. Um, and then I, I felt really strongly that we should have um, Malcolm Jamal Warner, wonderful actor, but also a wonderful spoken word poet. And he's going to give us some words um, about freedom and about Juneteenth. And I think because of his connection um, with the spoken word community and, and with the larger audience in general, I think it will be a very powerful part of the program. You know, here in the great state of Minnesota, we still have the challenges of um, trying to get as many people of color into orchestra hall, right, to hear the orchestra and to really um, glean what they are doing and how it is to feel or how it makes you feel, that sort of thing. Um, I am always in, in awe of that. Has that always been or has it ever been a challenge for you to present the music um, that slaves and African-Americans have had to sing these songs just to try to heal, and you're presenting it sometimes to an audience that doesn't really understand it? Hmm. It's a very good question. You know, the music, as you know, uh, is so um, rich. It's so authentic in itself that I find it's often just a way, just a matter of trying to find the right context to bring it to people. Now, I think that we all feel uh, maybe it's a moment, but hopefully it's not just a moment, that people are much more open to receiving uh, this music now. Um, you know, there was a time when I conducted, for example, the still uh, Afro-American symphony when even the orchestras themselves weren't so interested in it. But I've seen a sea change um, in the approach of orchestras, and this is a, a sort of a broad generalization, um, but in the way they approach that piece and the understanding that they now have of it, of where the music comes from. And I think that's all we really want is for people to be appreciative of the history and understanding the history. So this Juneteenth uh, program is a great way to to bring this music to people. And to appreciate it as well as to respect it as well. I think that is really a, 
a challenge here in the great state of Minnesota. When I first moved here in 1978, I've been here over 44 years, uh, I have to tell wow. you, I kept asking people, where are the people of color? Where, where mm-hmm. are we? Um, it almost seemed as though we didn't exist. And so we've come a long way here in this great state. And I look at the, the Minnesota Orchestra and how far their music has come, their relationships with other um, communities. It's just been beautiful. So I think you're going to have a great time uh, being here um, for this great event on the 23rd of June, and we are honored to have you. So I hope I get a chance to meet you because I will be there. I hope I'm, I think I'm on the second row, so don't be surprised if you hear somebody, you know, just kind of wait or see someone waving at you because <laughs> I just <laughs> well, want to say well, hi. We, we we encourage enthusiasm for the concert, <laughs> and uh, yes, I'm so looking forward actually to being. Back uh, in Minnesota, uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, I haven't, I last worked with the orchestra, I think it was almost 30 years ago. So uh, this will be really wonderful to come back and to experience a bit of what you've spoken about, about the strides that the Minnesota Orchestra has made in reaching uh, the black community and to be a part of what I think is uh, really an important change going on there. It is a change that is absolutely necessary. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Just to talk to you has just been, uh, I, I'm just, let's just saying I'm standing taller. So thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you my so pleasure. Much. All right. Take care. Andre. My pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Andre Raphael. Of course, he's the conductor of this event that is happening on June 23rd. This is at Orchestra Hall. It starts at 8 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Please go and get your tickets. It is well worth it. Some people will think, oh, God, I don't want to hear about black people and this whole Juneteenth thing. Hey, I tell you, you can learn something. You'll learn good things. You'll learn special things. And you'll learn things that may bring you joy. So try it out. Just go to minnesotaorchestra.org. Org. There you go. We'll be back in a moment. Oh, my goodness. It is now 9.50 here at WCCO Radio. I am so excited to talk about a place that I landed. When I landed here in 1978, I started going to this church just to hear the choir. Uh, my brother J.D. was conducting and my brother Fred was playing the organ or the piano. And um, I remember the love that I had for this church. And it's called Pilgrim Baptist Church. It is a very special church. And I am here to talk about tonight um, with my guest, Althea Rupert, to really talk about where the church has been in this 160 years. It's just remarkable and how the slaves um, uh, built this place. And uh, there's so many questions. We might as well just bring her on right now. Hello, Althea. How are you? I am fine. Thank you very much. This is a big deal, and some people may not understand it. Let's put in put it in in um, in order of what it really means for this church to have Founders Day in twenty twenty three. Oh well, it is a very special celebration for us. Um, the church has uh, been in existence for one hundred and sixty years. Mm. Uh, the founders of this church, uh, it was founded actually during the Civil War, and the founders were escaped slaves who uh, started out in Jefferson City, Missouri, um, and uh, they were motivated to escape because of the brutal whipping 
of their minister, Robert Thomas Hickman, for visiting his wife and his son, who lived on a different plantation. And so with the help of the Underground Railroad, the Union soldiers, and the ship, the War Eagle, um, Hickman and the other former slaves escaped and eventually wound up in Minnesota and founded uh, this great church called Pilgrim Baptist Church. It is a remarkable story. And if um, I'll never forget the first time I walked in there and I saw the stained glass and I thought, oh, my gosh, look at this. Look at the, the images on this stained glass. I mean, I was in tears. I couldn't believe I had never seen that in a church before. Um, do you still hear people talking about those images on the windows? Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, those are also uh, very special uh, in the stained glass windows on One side, those are images of previous pastors of Pilgrim. Also, there is an image of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. On the other side of the church, there are images uh, that are various symbols of the church. That's amazing. It is. Seriously, the first time I walked inside, I thought I was in a magical place. I had never seen that in a church before. Um, and I know in Gary, Indiana, our church had a mural on the wall of Jesus with a fro, an afro, right? And, and um, the, the, the dark, dark skin. And I, I just, I, I always took that image in and I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to believe in. But at Pilgrim Baptist Church here in the great state of Minnesota in St. Paul, I could not believe my eyes when I laid my eyes on those stained glass windows. So if you don't, anyone listening, if you don't do anything else, find a way to go to a service and hear the pastor, hear the music, feel the spirit, and please look at the stained glass windows. It is so important. So we are here tonight to talk about not just the history, but where you've been and where you are going. Can you tell us where where the church is going now? Um, well, right now... Um Our current pastor is the Reverend Dr. Charles L. Gill. He is our pastor and our spiritual leader. And under Pastor Gill's 19 years of leadership, uh, Pilgrim's Ministries support the well-being of the congregation and the surrounding community. So over the years, Pilgrim's activities have included community advocacy regarding the Minnesota Light Rail, uh, hosting scout troops, sponsoring the Blessed Saints Teen Ministry, hosting a program for seniors that includes informational sessions and nutrition, hosting a chapter of Alcoholics Anonymous, sponsoring men and women's prison ministries, sponsoring a community garden, and awarding scholarships for higher education. And, of course, you um, have all of these children that are so involved in the church as well with their parents and, um, you know, having those troops, the Girl Scouts and all of that. Was it the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts that you had there or still have, Um, in fact? Well, over the years, uh, we've had both Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts currently Uh, We have the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts, and that is another very special feature of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Right. Since the inception of the Scout Troop, 
at Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And how many years have they been doing this? Uh, it's over 30 years. 30 years. Bravo, darling. <laughs> Bravo. Yes. Oh, this is remarkable. Okay, we got to quickly go. I want to make sure that we mention the gala that is happening on June 24th, correct? Uh, that is correct. Um, we are going to have a celebration on Saturday, June 24th, and it's a banquet at the Hilton uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport Hilton at 3800 American Boulevard. The meet and greet starts at 530 and the doors open at 6. For the adults, the tickets are $80, children 12 and under $40. And I can tell you that I attended the taste testing and the meal choices are all very good. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, Dr. McDavid is going to speak uh, that night as well. It's going to be so much fun. A lot of music with my brother, Billy Steele. I'll be there emceeing. You do not want to miss this, you guys. Come on down to the Hilton <laughs> over at the, the airport because we're going to have a good time. So if you hear a lot of people singing and dancing and having a ball, yeah, that's all of us. Seriously. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being on with you. Well, thank, thank you, Althea. You. <laughs> Okay, thank you. All right. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 